0: Back pocket, your wildly average podcast.
1: Today is June 12th. The boys from the back pocket are here to do another pod. We're gonna hopefully get some better audio quality because we're looking, we're leaning a little closer to the mic these days. Yeah, so we totally switched up our whole orientation. This is really good
2: podcasting. If you guys could put on your visualization, visual, visualization caps, just visualize what we're talking about right now. So just imagine you're in the Washington Capitol. Uh, originally I was sitting in this big old lazy boy chair and I, I, was sitting on this really, really ratchet futon. Now I have moved from the lazy boy chair to the really ratchet futon and we're sitting next to each other, knee to knee, elbow
1: to elbow with a slight lean forward. Yep. And we're next to the mic. So I hope this sounds a little better than that lawnmower that was on the podcast last, last it was featuring a lawnmower. It, it was pretty cool. But... Yeah, I liked it. I
2: actually was running
1: or I was running and listening
2: to the podcast and i just thought that someone was mowing the lawn the entire time until i remembered you told me like there's a freaking mower in our podcast the whole time and i took my earphones out i was like no way so it, it's a good natural feel to a podcast mm-hmm. i think we did our fiduciary duties our due diligence as a podcast absolutely so i like it so we'll start off with uh how we always do average quality tech you want to start yeah absolutely so uh Last time I checked, it is almost summer, it is spring, it is
1: June 9th, uh, June 12th, and the problem oh, here June is, 12th. my bad, I started off the podcast, I said May 12th, today is June 12th, that's my apologies. Okay, eh, that's alright, wildly
2: average, um, that could be an average quality. However, mine, um, all the trees are starting to grow again, it's no longer negative 20 here in Minnesota. Um, the problem here is now all the trees are pollinating and there's all kinds of, seeds everywhere and things flying in the air and with that comes allergies and a lot of people have allergies i myself being from denver did not know i had allergies until this year so i've been stuffed up uh my eyes are always red and itchy um and i've refused to buy any sort of allergy medicine i've just been kind of getting through it on my own and trying to just tough it out i i've kind of convinced myself at this point it's going to go away it probably won't But
1: that's kind of my average quality is just being – I'm taking very average care of myself, Okay, I think is what it would be. Right on. What makes uh, myself average, I think Deck can play along with this one as well, is uh, I went golfing this past Saturday, and I realized I'm – well, I already knew this, but it confirmed it. My average ability to play golf, Uh, everything but the driver is average, maybe even below average. But I do use, and I know Deck tried it, the G10 Ping driver, and you can absolutely whop ball with that driver yeah so yesterday
2: we had the uh pcl golf outing i was very nervous to golf in front of my bosses and co-workers uh, we're playing best ball so you know it's not the end of the world if you shank one into the trees or whatever however i was absolutely teeing it off with this drive what's it called the d10 ping g10 ping the g10 ping was my superhero club it's like a 2009 yeah ping, but it was uh yeah mighty joe young gave me those clubs shout out mighty joe yep. young I was just driving. My longest drive was like 280, and it was beautiful. That, that's what keeps you going back
1: to the game of golf. Absolutely. You know, I got the driver from Johnny I, the pops, the grinder. You know, he's passing down the clubs. Great club. Great set of clubs. Thank you, pops. Uh, so transition here, trapping the puck. We're going to talk about what we talked at the end of last segment, a little feel-good story. We're going to bring it to the front end here. Pay to poop, the PTP. Deck, would you like to uh, tell our listeners more about it and tell us how it's hitting full stride right now? Yeah, so if uh, those of you who
2: did not listen to the full episode last time, um, last year, this kind of picked up. Um, everybody's kind of got their own job and an internship this summer, and uh, most of them are paid. So most, let's, uh, we're, most of us are getting paid for an internship, and you know, every day, you know, you kind of run, get stuck in a rut. You you have nothing to do. Your duties are minimal. So And you have to you know, take a poop at some point in the day, too. And you always try and time it up where you go to the bathroom w- during your shift so you're getting paid to poop, PTP. So we've been doing this. We've been sending snaps from the toilet, from the stall at, since last year, and now we've really got a big following. Now we have um, a bunch of random guys that are um, executive um, VIP guys. Um, you know, We've actually kind of started and treated it like it, it's our own company. And uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. We all send our, each other Snapchats. It's just crazy. So we'd ask you, our listeners, to go ahead and assign yourself a position at PTP and send us pictures of you on the
1: toilet. Yeah. So getting if you, your PTP in. If you subscribe and re- give us a review on iTunes, and we'll and then we'll see that, and then we will send you a message asking if you would like to join PTP Snap Group. And then you'll be on the PPT Snap group, and you can create your own employee and just join the movement. Yeah, we can try and create this net, this big
2: old PTP group Snap. It's just on a movement. Snapchat. Yeah, it's, it's a a life just an absolute movement. Right movement. Right yeah, um, go ahead and get hashtag PTP going. Um, tweet us pictures, Instagram DM us pictures. Everything you need to put PTP in every
1: everything you tweet, Instagram you know, it, even on Facebook too. We'll get it going, though. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it's hitting full stride right now, so the quicker you get on, the better, because we're getting after it already, and yeah. you, you want to be a part of it. I know.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I know you guys are numbers majors, but you do make a small amount of money every time you go to the bathroom, and that accumulates over the entire summer. So we will be pooling all of our PTP money, um, and uh, we're
1: probably going to do something with it. We don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know what. so Someday. Someday. So, transitioning. We got uh, a great segment coming in here, hot. Uh, it's, it's playing off. We had a segment, the Maddie C Memorial, where we go, wow, we figured we got another segment that kind of plays off that a little bit. It's the side segment or more. It's more of like a, a segment. <sighs> segment. Something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of things that we look at in
2: in today's world and things that we see that come across our table or we just look at it. And you really don't, you really can't say much, Except you, all you can do is just kind of give yourself a face palm and just, you know, it's tough. It's the
1: size segment. Yep. So what do we got first here, Andrew? So we're going to play this video. Um, got it off Instagram. She is a very passionate vegan. Her name's and she's from my hometown. Very nice lady. But uh, this segment, or this little video let me explains, explains exactly what, our explains what it is. is.
2: I hear all the time that people just don't want to give up meat because it tastes so good,
1: but sex also feels good, but does it make it okay when it's with a 13-year-old human
0: trafficked female? No. So why is it okay to eat the flesh of an animal that's been raped, tortured, and slaughtered? Just because something feels or
1: tastes good does not mean it's humane. (sighs) So,
2: uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's our size segment. that's a size segment. all right moving on here. so now uh we're gonna do a little uh, new thing that we're gonna start doing here. Um, I think one thing that people appreciate um when you're listening to our podcast or anyone's podcast hopefully it's ours is a, a storytelling so this this kind of came in my mind when every morning i it's co- we we're gonna call it curbside curbside stories. And this comes about because, for my own story here that I'm about to tell, and it's kind of my uh, routine this summer. I get up around 5 o'clock. I have to take the bus on Lake Street, which is a street. Well, it's just a street in St. Paul. I, or it's Marshall Street for the people who are in St. Paul. And it turns into Lake Street once you get across to the Mississippi into Minneapolis. So I take this every morning. And one of my coworkers picks me up from a bus stop that's in Minneapolis, and we carpool to work every day. And usually, I get my bus drops me off at this uh, at, at one of the bus stops where my coworker picks me up at around 5:50, and my coworker picks me up at around six. And this is all in the morning, 6 a.m. And so I'm, I'm always so I have 10 minutes to kill, and I'm sitting at this bus stop, and you know it's at five five fifty in the morning. You wouldn't think there's not much action going on. But little did I know um, not being from here is Lake Street is a very rough uh, Lake Street's just a rough street and in the especially where I'm at also just got a lot of crazy freaking people so uh, I one a great story is uh, I'm sitting curbside uh, right next to the bus stop waiting there I only got 10 minutes you know what can happen in 10 minutes well here's what happens so I'm sitting there you know listening to music you know shades on you know minding my own business. And this guy comes up to me, this black guy who uh, he's sagging a little bit. Um, he's got no shirt on, and he's got a St. Louis Cardinals T-shirt wrapped around his head like a bandana. And you know, Go cards? Yeah, go cards. Um, sure. Yeah, sure. You know, nothing crazy. I mean, I, I he approaches me, and I say, hey, what's up? You know, we're having a good conversation. And I'm pretty sure the man was absolutely baked out of his mind because I've never seen someone get so excited about these – binoculars that he had in his hand so there's there, if you can imagine there are these little about the size of your hand these binoculars and he so he's like yo man you got to try these binoculars out you got to look through this man like these things are so sick he goes put the uh, look through them and look at that sign he points like it's something probably 50 60 feet away and so you know i'm like you know I, i'm like kind of like shaking at this point i'm like god this is 5:50 in the morning like i don't want to get like jumped i have my lunch on me like I really want to eat lunch today, so you uh, don't want, to eat, you so want I, him to steal your yeah, lunch. So I, I don't want him to steal my lunch. For yeah. crying out loud! So I brace my core, you know. I kind of, I do. It's a whole one externally rotate. Yes, externally rotated. It's a one-hand operation. I uh, I grab the binoculars. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like I'll, I'll take a look. So I look through. You know, the, from you know the average person who's looked through binoculars it looks a little closer than it did when you're looking at it normally (laughs) so here i am looking through these binoculars and yeah it's of course it's a little closer and but i play along with the guy i'm like no way like these are sick dude and he's like i know right like these are nuts bro and so he's just like looking down the street like damn dude these things go so far like no way like this is nuts and uh, he's like I was like, yeah, dude, like, I'm pretty sure, like, those are hunting. He's like, yeah, hunting for that ass. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, he had some ideas. And then, basically, this was, like, two, this happened for, like, went on for two or three minutes. He's still looking at just random stuff, like a light posts, you know, a block down or, you know, what the, what the store says on the right, you know, crazy stuff, you know. Mm, Yeah. And uh, and then he's like, well, hey, would you buy these from me? And I was like. No, like I, I couldn't really come up with an excuse. I like I have a pair of binoculars at my house, is what I said. He's like, "Oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, that's that's great, man." But yeah, uh, he's like, "You wouldn't buy these for like twenty bucks? How much would you pay for these?" I was like, uh, "I'd probably pay around twenty, twenty-five for them. I, I, I don't have any money on me, but that's probably how much I'd pay." And I was like, "Yeah, maybe you should try and like sell it to like a a hunter or something. Like they usually use binoculars." He's like, "It's a good idea, man." Well, I'll see you later. And I dapped him up and he left. And by that time my ride had already came.
1: So that's kinda of where the stories originate with the curbside stories. Yeah. And so uh, I thought yeah. he was gonna say there was like ink on around ink around the corners of the telescope or the binoculars and you put it against your face and then you had like raccoon eyes. Oh. Yeah. That would have been pretty funny. I thought he was gonna play a prank on you. But no, yeah, he's just a good hearted dude that was excited about his binoculars. I've never
2: just seen it was like a kid in a
1: candy shop, just loving binoculars. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I got a story for the curbside. So, you know, if I'm sitting curbside with some random fellows and they, if I spark up a conversation, I might bring this story up because it's, it's pure gold and everyone always enjoys it. So uh, I'm going to take you back to 2004 when AI was a little eight-year-old at at, uh, the Ansara family reunion. So let's backtrack here Um, just from an outsider's perspective who have relatively
2: normal sized families, Mm -hmm. extended families included of maybe 10. 15, 20
1: people. Andrew, how many people are in the InSara family legacy? Right. So there's – I can't even begin to count how many are there because not everyone usually shows up. But we host it every four years, and it's a different location every time. This one was in um, Colorado, clo- just outside of Denver at a ranch, and I think there was a little over 100 Sarahs like 117 Sarah's, I believe was the exact number, um, whether it be first cousins, second cousins – uh, great uncles. We had like, just a long-lasting heritage, Italians being strong, eating raviolis and meatballs, telling great stories, just getting together every four years and sharing laughters and smiles together. It's it's a real, great, real, real great time. But this one in particular, 2004, I'm um, eight years old and we're at this ranch and we're hosting a rodeo and you had to sign up for your uh, events that you wanted to participate in and um I didn't really like see anything that I really knew what was going on so my dad just signed me up for one event and it was called mutton busting I had no idea what mutton busting is but I figured it'd be something normal like riding a horse throwing your lasso around a barrel or something you know something easy and not too like uh not going to hurt me not going to harm me in yeah, any way something you see in the movies you know exactly.
2: something you know crazy you get this idea of a cowboy. You mm-hmm. just kind of stick to that when you show up at
1: any kind of ranch because, you know, you don't know about it. You're a city slicker. Perfect. Exactly. So that's what I assume. So it's this is a day prior to the rodeo. So I'm getting all hyped. I'm participating in the rodeo. I got my little event. And so we get to the rodeo, and they're doing the exact type of things that I pictured. People are on horses, jumping over fences or whatnot. Whatever, whatever you do at a rodeo. And then my event comes up, mutton busting, and I'm first one on the list. So I walk out there. Uh, to the middle of the rodeo and the guy brings out a sheep and walks it right next to, right next to me i'm kind of in shock like what's this doing here and then he puts a life jacket on me a hockey helmet knee pads elbow pads and if you could picture this guy he's probably like six six two six three with a huge cowboy hat and a thick white mustache and he says it's like a duster <laughs> yeah duster and he goes hang on for your dear life And he puts me on a sheep, and I grab this little thin rope attached to the sheep and just spanks the sheep, and it just takes off. And I'm on there for less than two seconds. I get flown off. I thought I hit a rock or something because I begin to ball right away. Mm -hmm. I was so frightened. And uh, my dad comes running out laughing. He picks me up, and there's this classic photo of him standing right next to me with a huge smile on his face, and then there's me bawling. And it's just like, oh, my God, what did I just get into? I have no idea. (laughs) Oh <laughs> Everyone always gets a kick out of that. I figured I'd share with you guys.
2: <laughs> I just, I think if we can get our hands on that picture of your dad, just, just cheesing right next to you, mm-hmm. and you're balling. I mean, like that's honestly dad goals. Like if I'm trying, if I'm gonna have a kid at some point, like I'm definitely gonna put him in a mut- mutton busting ring and just watch him get after it. And I can just imagine your dad just sitting there with all the other instairs with have beer in hand, just. <laughs> Rolling Rock. The rolling Rock, just <laughs> with with his brothers, like, yep, yeah, that's my kid right there. I, you won't believe what I got him to do this time, guys. <laughs> like, He was all about Innocent it, yeah. Andrew just meeting, like, freaking Chuck
1: Norris-looking cowboy guy. Or getting, <laughs> just, I just have an absolutely no idea what's going on. Oh, my goodness. He loved it. He, I tell that story all the time, and everyone gets a huge kick out. Wait, of so that. did other kids do it, like, knowing what they were getting into? So after I did it, then, no, no one knew it, and it was everything. I think there were age requirement you had to be under like 12 year old, 12 years old and under a certain weight yeah. limit right because you're on a sheep yeah. so it was all a bunch of my little cousins that were doing it and my cousin Mary Grace got on right after me and she held on for like 3 seconds or something just like a little bit longer than I did. And she let she never lets that live down at all. Because she's, I read rode, I rode the sheep longer than you, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty great. I was the first one to do it, so <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. You at least saw what was going to happen. A lasting legacy. Uh, my kid will definitely be mutton busting in the future. You gotta have it happen. Well, that was, a, that was a great first story segment with us. Curbside stories. Hopefully we can do that again. Absolutely. That wraps up the front end. We got a killer interview coming to you um we found we met a guy how'd you meet him again
2: um well basically me being a soccer fanatic um i knew about these there's these things called supporting groups and that really throws people through a loop of what it actually is it's for the minnesota united the new soccer team new mls soccer team here in minnesota and st paul or actually in the twin cities they're playing at tcf bank right now Um, but the one thing they have a supporters group which is like the cameron crazies or just basically it's a fan it's a fan base for the Minnesota United, they they have a title. They're called the Dark Clouds, and they pregame at various bars around the cities, and then they all go to the games. And it's a standing section only. They're chanting. They're heckling the goalkeeper. They they just make soccer an absolute blast. And I figured, hey, you know, let's get this guy on. Let's get him.
1: Yeah, this guy's a promoter. He's one of the communications guys. Yeah. for the Dark Clouds. Not Notch. Yeah.
2: not, not, Notch. Notch. I asked his name like seven times. I still couldn't get it. N-A-C-H. Notch. 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 It's it's notch. It's not. But uh, anyways, the I mean, basically the experience is like you're back in high school and you're in that student section on a broad scale. I mean, these MLS games right now are getting around twenty two thousand fans a game, and you're it's just insane and it's just an absolute blast. So let's go ahead and kick it to them and let's get after it. Alright, so kicking off with the interview here, we have Notch from the Dark Clouds, the local supporting group here for the Minnesota United. If you, if those of you that are not familiar, that Minnesota United is the MLS soccer group here in uh, the Twin Cities. They're also nicknamed the Loons. Welcome, Notch. Thanks, guys. Really happy to be here. Absolutely welcome. Um, so, I guess just to start out and um, you know get to know you a little bit, uh, or actually help us out with the Dark Clouds, how did the, uh, Dark Clouds, co- um, uh, supporters group kind of start?
0: So there's been a bit of tradition of having people stand up and chant for soccer teams. Like, that's worldwide. People think that it makes the players really more excited to play and, uh, it's simple, right? You're getting tired. It's the 80th minute of the game. You need to get that equalizer. You're more likely to push for it if you've got hundreds of people singing for you. So, so that's an established tradition and something that started up in MLS in the 90s. When Minnesota had its pro soccer team in the early 90s, there was a group called the Thunderheads. It was called, The team was called the Minnesota Thunder. There was Thunderheads. Thunderheads died. I'm not exactly sure why. This is, like, way before I got involved in Minnesota soccer. but Too then,
2: much sunshine, maybe. Right.
0: <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> not Not enough clouds. Uh, but Which is why we needed the dark clouds. <laughs> kind of, right? So yeah, there was no sense. group. And so there was this group of people, um, a few of the people that I now know as friends back then in 2004, they said, we need to do something around this. We need to create a group to support our team. It was very loosely organized back in the day. They didn't even have a name for a while. It was They just had this logo, which was this kind of stylized, buffy cloud-like thing. And they used to fly a flag of it. And this lady went up to the, uh, the president of the team and say, saying, Hey, those guys over there who are making a racket with their drum and their singing... Uh, can you make him shut up? And and, and the team <laughs> president was like, uh, "Who? Who are you talking about? Those dark clouds, people!" And because she saw the flag, okay. oh. and so that's how <laughs> the group got its name. That's true. And, that's perfect yeah. yeah yeah and I mean it's for us you know as, as a supporters group I'll say just one thing about more thing about how we were created it kind of came from the philosophy of everybody's welcome to soccer support there's been this idea in soccer you know it's one, it's one of the, you ask like the layperson on the street about soccer supporters and they say oh yeah the hooligans right those violent like types That's been the image of soccer supporters as like really, really tough, like violent folks. Mm -hmm. And the Dark Clouds was created essentially to kind of eschew that. We don't try to be what England is or we don't try to do any uh, stuff that we see in the movies. We try to be what we think is fun. If we think it's fun, we're going to do it. Some of that includes what they do in England. Some of that includes what they do in Spain. Some of that includes what they do at other ML stadiums. A lot of it is just stuff we've come up with over the years. And it's just fun. We, we, the, that's the, the, the basic thing is don't take yourself too seriously and just enjoy yourself at soccer games. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And going right off that, what what are the things that you feel
1: like rile up the crowd the most and bring people together? What are the things that you hold or present or
0: promote that really riles up the dark clouds? I think passionately supporting your team is one of those things that when you when you first hear about it oh yeah you stand up and then you sing for 90 minutes you're like that that's fun you guys enjoy that like <laughs> what that doesn't t- but then then you add like you actually go there you're holding a beer you're like singing with your friends all this like funny stuff that you, you're heckling the guy in front of you I'll give you an example there was a guy um FC Edmonton was a team we used to play on last year and their goalkeeper was a Calvin Klein underwear model. His name was Lance Parker. <laughs> 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 I remember, like, going into the section, the, the FC Edmonton is warming up. It's before the game, and the whole Dark Cloud section is shouting stuff like, Lance, Lance, underpants, and, like, you know, just dumb crap like that just trying to get under his skin and distract him you know mm-hmm. uh, they learn from a oh. player's oh, oh sorry Notch this is our producer Steve hey how's it going nice to nice to meet you Steve take a seat yeah. um, continue but we, 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 we there was another player whose wife shared with the Dark Clouds that he was a big beanie baby collector oh. so for the whole game they were shouting things about beanie babies to this guy again just trying to distract him, get him throw him off his game So when you do stuff like that as a group, it's fun. It just energizes you. And then, you know, the watch parties, getting together and watching when the team is elsewhere, throwing a good party. It's it's a fun fun group to be a part of.
2: I think uh, one of the coolest things is, like, a a lot of these kids, you know, we mostly have a college listening group. And one of my favorite things back in the day was to always go to high school events. And, you know, whether it's volleyball mainly basketball, football, you know, whatever it may be, just being able to heckle the other team and, you know, always have those chance. And I think now when you're at the college age and you can drink now, it's legal and everything like that, being able to go to these soccer games and, like you said, heckle the keeper and, you know, sing for 90 minutes, stand up. I call I kind of call it the student section, and it's really just a, it's on a much broader scale, and it's just an absolute blast. And I think that's just, like, one of my favorite things
1: about it. Yeah, the why, like the, the fact that you can graduate or you can organize people and do the same thing that you did in high school. I think that's another like major draw yeah. and having that like an adult figure now, like, you can instil grab your like your inner child and heckle someone and having like a bunch of other adults with you doing the same thing. and Everyone's got a beer in their hand. I mean, that's that's a that's something come It goes a long way, yeah.
0: It is and 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 with the Dark Laws, you know, when you're part of an organization that's been around for 13 years, it's kind of it's got history. There there's stuff that people tell you like the time that, uh, like, the, the story I said shared about the lady over there, the, the time that they all took a little van when the group was really tiny over to Kansas City to watch a game, the time that Landon Donovan came to town and our little tiny team of nobodies defeated the, uh, you know, the, the, I think it was the earthquakes at the time, yeah. in, in Donovan's team. And so it's kind of these stories that get passed down, in-jokes that get passed down, that when you learn about them, when you, when you hear, like, okay, the history of the team, you feel like you're part of something bigger than you. I really like that 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 to me it's nice to be part of something that's a group that's been around for so long,
2: yeah, and I think uh another thing too is kind of the net the perception to the average person you know in the cities or i mean even this country I would argue is you know soccer's a boring sport, and people don't like to watch soccer and a lot a lot of people play it though that was the thing yeah. it, the kids the amount of kids that play soccer is. Absurd, but the amount of people that watch it isn't as much of a translation. But what I found, like one of the reasons I became such a big soccer fan was just because I was going to these games all the time, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was the best thing. It turns your whole perspective
0: around, honestly. It's 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 a fantastic spectator sport, and when you're, I remember there was a moment, you know, where we were losing. I forget how how much, or or if we if we were tied or the, basically we needed one goal, and I looked at the section and I just. I said, these guys have to sing. we we got to start energizing these players. And we we went for it. We gave them 10 minutes of just full voice. And the guy scored. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like seeing your guy that you're singing for go in and just score that goal. And the whole section goes nuts after the game. He's coming up and giving you a thumbs up. And it, it feels good. It feels like you're a part of the action. You're not just there to sit and eat a hot dog. You're not just there to kind of politely clap you're there to, to participate and be part of the the kind of thing that's happening on the field in front of you because there's no stoppages in, in soccer right it's, it's it just gone. goes so so you got I mean every little thing counts yep I think one people think one thing that people do miss out on with soccer is
1: the like the, the, the organization the strategy that goes into scoring a goal like the time and all the different movements that you need to take place before a goal can happen versus like football every play is upbeat up-tempo basketball every shot up-tempo and it's first a play also. And it's a play exactly so with mm-hmm. soccer like keeping the fans energized is huge and then having this group again showing the support for a team is goes a long way
0: right that's actually, one I was reading an interesting article recently that asked whether soccer has plays or not. Because there are some people that argue that, in fact, when there's a turnover in soccer, that that's... Because there's strategy, right? There's counterattacking strategy and all this stuff that happens, that when there's a turnover, you could actually call it a play. And there's obviously a little bit of resistance in European circles to anything that sounds like it's coming from American sports. But it's like, there's a good argument to suggest, yes, we do have plays in soccer. Like, this happens. Like, it's it's... Um but it, it's it's like you were saying again being there in a stadium and sometimes if it's your first soccer game I would say supporters group is a great place to be to, Just be, to start, start. Out, yeah. but if you again if you if you kind of want to get that tactical view if you go to a stadium with two levels and you that was my first experience you go up top and you sit there at midfield and you're watching the 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 players kind of zigzag about and move from position to position you can kind of see it so beautifully kind of yeah. work in front of you oh yeah uh the yeah. strategy that's awesome
2: i i think uh you know you mentioned like going to your first game and trying to pick it up um one thing that i like the supporters group are a bunch of soccer guys i mean Mm -hmm. people talk about football guys or basketball minds but you're going to a place where it's that soccer's tradition like you've played soccer since you're little and you know Mm -hmm. the sport and you're around it and everything like that when you go and immerse yourself in that kind of group you really like it starts to make a lot more sense like i feel like uh Andrew's dad, per se, he's an he's an old timer football guy. Absolutely went to Cornell, smart guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when we watch soccer with his dad, he just yells and says, "Why aren't they running? And he, <laughs> Why aren't they always moving? Why aren't <laughs> they always hustling? <laughs> yeah, goes, have more pieces, more be be more thoughtful and run." Yeah, but that's exactly to your point. Is like you, it's 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 a development. It's an always constant. They it, he has to understand it's not a sprint. Yeah. They, they just don't get it. They just don't get it. They just don't get it yet. <laughs> it's a marathon. But uh, anyways, yeah. my question would be is, you know, for college kids, you know, people that are kind of up and coming and don't know much about the sport, because soccer is a growing sport in America, and mm-hmm. especially here now at the Minnesota United. Like, what's kind of your sales pitch as the Dark Cloud Supporting Group, and kind what's of your, what's your grab attention for young 21-year-olds like us? I think
0: the, the thing that I put out there is, again, if you want to go and watch a sport where your contribution as a participant is going to make a difference on the pitch, that's soccer. I mean, it's it's a whole lot of fun to watch the strategy. And I mean, I'll be honest, like watching football on TV, I get the same sense of strategy. You know, like I, I appreciate the, the kind of nuances of the game. And you can get that with soccer too. But it's that sense of participation. It's that sense of... You're part of a bigger community which parties together, which kind of has fun together. But then when you get to the stadium, you're making a difference. The winning and losing depends on you in a sense. Uh, that feels really great. And I would also say that because soccer isn't kind of this mega star sport, you know, the Super Bowl. What were t- Super Bowl tickets last year like? Eight thousand oh, yeah. dollars? Ridiculous. Yeah,
2: fifteen hundred to two yeah. thousand minimum. you yeah. know
0: they're highly sought after to say the least. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that that's not soccer still. You can still meet players. The superstars are accessible. The, the um, I used to actually like that last year. You know, now we've got MLS, this happens less. But last year, the players would all come to the side of the pitch and shake hands. with. They'd walk the line of the supporters. So it was a kind of more personalized experience still. I really enjoyed that. So I just think it's different. And I, I would say soccer is now in the twin cities at tcf it's just a train right away (laughs) so if you come and check it out the tickets are also like 15 20 bucks uh Mm -hmm. depending on the game and it's it's easy enough and i i suspect most people who go to a supporters group who stand there who pick up the songs and start singing them with us they're gonna want to come back
1: Mm -hmm. uh, and hang around absolutely and so we were doing our research as we do for the back pocket and we noticed that your average crowd right now is roughly what did you say twenty two thousand? Yeah, twenty two thousand. So I looked
2: it up. So the average. Yeah, right and I was shocked. So I asked Andrew before us. I said, "What do you? How many people we think are going to soccer game, home soccer games at TCF?" He said, "Like 7,000. And there's, I'm, I'm just so I was shocked to see that there's twenty two thousand people that you guys are almost
0: averaging. Yeah, it was which is insane. Lo- th- th- that's the crazy thing, right? Like for us in the supporters group, is that I've had friends who've been the only twelve people in the stadium. Yeah, like I think this was like two thousand six or so in the second division, which even in U.S. soccer, second division is like nothing. You know, people who watch MLS kind of, you know, how, you know how football fans like you're saying kind of deride soccer. Division 1 MLS fans deride NASL mm-hmm, lower sure. league soccer. So nobody cared. And there were these 12 dark clouds. It was one game that was rain delayed by like an hour and a half. And the the team had to play the game. So they came out. The security staff in the stadium was gone. Everyone except the teams were gone. These guys were walking into the parking lot, bringing in racks of beer just to like sit there and like heckle the players and chat. And that's the kind of thing that it used to be. You know, as much as like 2013, I've been in games with like 2,000 people. And now you're talking about, like you're saying, 17, 18, 19, 20,000 people in one place. It's incredible to see that grow. Mm-hmm. It's, the other thing is, back when we were playing in Blaine, it was just up there and that was it and then you left. Now when I get, take the train, there's people singing on the train, there's people wearing United gear all over town. Mm-hmm. I was at Sea Salt the other day getting some, you know, those awesome fish tacos that they got over the summer and it's like, you see guys wearing Minnesota United shirts there. It's like, that didn't happen just two years ago. Oh, yeah. It's
2: awesome. We were at uh, Sally's over in Minnesota, like just college bar, and we went for their happy hour deals. And they're like, "Oh yeah, if you have like your Minnesota supporting group card, like you can get the deals. Otherwise, it's normal prices." And their place was packed with Minnesota Minnesota United fans because it was right before your game against Timber Zone. I say, but yeah.
1: So that leads me to my next question: where, where would be like the places to be before the game? Like, what are the bars? What are the? Where do you guys organize? What are the types of like events that you guys?
0: So, so the place that I would definitely go to is, um, we march to the stadium from the McNamara Alumni Center, and that happens an hour before kickoff every game. We march. Uh, three or four blocks are on the stadium. So that's a great experience to get started. If you're going to go to a bar before the game, there are a few different places the dark clouds go to. My favorite is the Nomad World Pub where I hang out before the games. We kind of rally for the march before that and take the train about a half hour over to McNamara. Nomad's got great specials for us um surly's another place to hang out that Mm. is the kind of official team hangout too so that's another place if you want to kind of get a more broader experience surly's a good place there's uh another group called the true north elite who hang out at the town hall brewery as well over in cedar riverside near the nomad so that's another good place um but nomad's my kind of top choice where i tell people to go and um Uh, If you check out our website, dark-clouds.com, we'll have every week, we have kind of a post of where we're going to be, where we're hanging out, and if you need a reminder.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed uh, one that was close here in St. Paul was Lakeside. Lakeside Brewery, which is right off of Cleveland and... Lake Monster. Lake Monster, yeah. sorry, not Lakeside. Yep, Lake yep. Monster, which is right off of Cleveland and something, I forget, but it's okay. further north by I-94.
0: Yeah, yeah, just just Down a little here. bit north of here. It's it's a great place to go, and they, I, I know, have watch parties too, and if you're a member yeah. of the Dark Clouds, Lake Monster, Town Hall, Nomad, have member benefits, Okay. which is, I should also mention, like, if you get a season ticket in the supporter section um, where the Dark Clouds are, you're automatically a Dark Clouds member which, besides, you get a scarf, you get a membership card, and then you get specials at a lot of breweries, restaurants, and it kind of pays for itself pretty quickly, um... To, to, to be a member of this organization. Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah, because I, I think I looked online, they're like, what, $30 for a member? Like, if you just want to get the if membership. If you just want to get
0: a membership and don't want to get a support season ticket, I think it's 30 to it's 35 I think it might be $35 okay. to join. But then, like, for example, you get, um, I think at Lake Monster, you get $3 select cans during away games and things like that, which, yeah. again, just for a year, I'm going to buy 30 beers there. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's good. That's 30 bucks right there. Yeah. So
2: Cool. Um, so speaking of um, Just kind of The whole atmosphere And everything like that uh, When is the next game For Minnesota? The next
0: home game Is a midweek game On the 21st of June Okay It's against the Timbers um, Then there's going to be Another one that weekend The 24th And right now It's escaping me I, it I think it's I
2: think it's a Sunday And it's the US Cup The US Open Or whatever right
0: U.S. Open Cup is June 14th again. It's away at SKC again. Oh, right, right. Um, but the 24th is another home game, and then July we're actually going to have, I think, four home games, perfect, back to back. So July is going to be like the summer of soccer. Yeah. It's consistently, TCF is going to be hopping yeah. every weekend. Perfect. Yeah.
2: So that's the time it goes in July, and then also, um, it, you you said watch parties and stuff like that. Do you guys? Um, uh, along with supporting Minnesota United, are you a big USA soccer supporting group as
0: well? We are not. So actually the Dark Clouds, it's, it's kind of interesting. We've got members from a lot of different countries, so we feel like wow. if we, if we <laughs> you know, most of our members obviously I think have partiality to the U.S. because that's where they're from. Mm-hmm. But we do have, I mean, we've got a great contingent of Costa Rican supporters. We've got some great Costa Rican players on Minnesota United True. now. And so we as a group, we don't kind of take any views uh, or organize watch parties to the U.S. But the um, the American Outlaws chapter here in Minnesota-St. Paul, Minneapolis-St. Paul, are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, a, a bunch of the folks who help our organization are in the leadership of the Dark Clouds are also very involved in that group. Uh, they do watch parties at the Crooked Pine in downtown Minneapolis. Okay. Um, great group to be involved with if you're supporting the U.S.
2: Yeah, and not to mention... The American Outlaws are is, like, the nationwide supporting group for the U.S., and those guys are rowdy. Those yeah, that, yeah. They're a big following, so that's cool. Do you guys have, like, a like a traveling group for the Dark Clouds, too? Do you guys have, like, guys who travel with the team?
0: Yeah, it's been incredible, man. Like, last couple of years, we only used to get, like, I think we did one big trip every year of 40 people. This year, we sent, I think, 150 people just on our last trip to Kansas City, and we've wow. had multiple trips that big. So it's kind of exploded with interest in MLS. I was at, you, you mentioned you're from uh, Denver. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, we had 40 people in Denver wow. uh, when we played the Rapids earlier this year. Yeah. And so, the, it's, the traveling support this year has been much bigger than years past. I really like trips, particularly the bus trips to KC and Chicago. That's kind of, that's where I've made a lot of my friends in the group because when you're stuck in a bus for like hours on end, there's not much to do except just sit and chat. So. Yeah. It's, it's a great time. It's a great time. That's awesome.
2: Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, I guess, so, here in the back pocket, we do, uh, we're we're podcasters here, and we always have um, just witty ideas. Um, so, knowing you guys and Dark Clouds and your up-and-coming stuff, we have a few suggestions for you. Uh-huh. So, uh, I think, for one, I think it'd be great if uh, we could get a party bus, maybe one or two games, to the game, instead of walking, maybe just get a party bus around the place. Just give it out of you that um another thing you could do with the party bus is you could for everyone that joins you could obviously have beer on the party bus and then in addition, you can cheer show them all the chants. that'd be a great way to do it
0: you um, guys uh you should have you should have come to games last year we actually did have exactly what you're talking about <laughs> we used to we used to run a school Good bus enough. from Perfect. uh the nomad. World Pub in Cedar yeah. Riverside over to Blaine we used to call it the Deathloon Express where you got a surly <laughs> can or a summit can and then of course the whole way there we were just singing and getting rowdy When the state we'd, we'd get into the stadium it was it was kind of a, a big to do was yeah so so yeah. your minds are in the right <laughs> place <You're laughs> exactly right there yeah, I right, first,
1: our go question, ahead but I can, I, our I, can I
2: ask a question real quick yeah. do you guys have like a highlight video like in game footage of everyone being rowdy at a game and And just like a promotion like a promotion video, like a highlight
0: video of like you guys traveling, like a whole kind of kinda like a GoPro video of just all you guys, just like this is what we do. There's there's been um, videos that a lot of folks have made. The team has made some. We've, there's a great guy actually that came around called. He he runs a thing called the Soccer Tour. He's taking a year just to visit many stadiums around the country. He made a oh, wow. video of some of our songs, and he actually had a groper on top of his head <laughs> and he was taking videos that way. Um, we're actually making some videos of our own right now, uh, and we're hoping to put them out soon. But yeah, there there's stuff online uh, that I can I can send you guys and share for okay. sure. Perfect. Can we plug them right now? Do you know the links to
1: the website or? Um, I mean, well, you guys. Oh, I know you guys have a Facebook
0: group,
2: so if you want to follow the Dark Clouds, it's just the, you just search the Dark Clouds or it's Facebook slash the Dark Clouds, right?
0: M N Dark Clouds. That's that's kind clouds. of our our handle everywhere is M N Dark Clouds. Okay. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Perfect. Gotcha. Hit them up. And then uh,
2: what was the other thing you were saying? Sorry, that
0: was it. I don't oh, oh, I had one more. I had another thing too.
2: Um, f- for advice, going back to that. Uh-huh. Um, so you guys said you were marching to the. Um, st- stadium, from where are you guys going? What's where's the place you guys rally? It's at the McNamara Alumni the Center. McNamara Youth. Alumni Center. So you start there. You rally the gang. Have you ever seen the, the Remember the Titans?
0: I have watched the movie. Yeah. yeah, but a while back.
2: Okay. Yeah, it, it's a football movie. Every time when they were walking in, they had like this really cool dance type thing. I think that would be really effective for. uh Dark Clouds. Dark Clouds, like a, a
0: dance? Yeah, you know,
2: okay. you know they, they do the thing, I don't know, it's hard, it's bad radio,
1: bad podcasting, but yeah, that's what it was.
0: Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, I'll suggest it, man, that that sounds pretty cool.
1: <laughs> uh, so you mentioned you have your own podcast. Yeah.
0: And how long have you been doing that? Oh, God, we're on episode 106 now. Okay. Um, this is independent of the Dark Clouds, I should say, I, I started a little group called Two United Fans, um, and... We used to make videos, we switched to audio because video editing got a, little, got a little busy with the day job and uh, we've been, we make a podcast called We Call It Soccer where we cover MLS, other U.S. soccer, world soccer too. It's kind of like an hour long breeze through everything you need to know about world soccer that week with a Perfect. focus on American soccer.
1: Okay. Oh, nice. And we
0: can find that on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just called We Call It Soccer by Two United Fans. Perfect. We Call It Soccer
1: by Two Two United Fans. fans. There's that plug. Absolutely subscribe. Appreciate it. Give them a uh, five-star
2: rating and then say, I'm a back pocket listener and I was told to give a five-star rating. So that would be cool. Yes. Um, So you said you cover soccer and you're kind of a soccer expert. We might need to get you back on just for your soccer expertise. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) just, just to touch on some soccer stuff, is Christian Pulisic the truth?
0: Christian Pulisic, man, he is... I think these days, Lionel Messi has a Pulisic poster in his room. Oh like, he, you know, it no. used to be like, Pulisic is literally Messi, now Messi is literally Pulisic. <laughs> man, this kid, I remember a couple of years ago, people were like, okay, don't hype this kid too much, be cool, relax, and now it's like out of the door. I mean, these two goals that he scored were last night, it was yeah, like, it's, it's ridiculous. This kid is... I mean, there are people, fo- there's literally a, a Twitter image from September where um, this guy tweeted, like, listen guys, we got to bring Pulisic in slowly, that's not high, and then he just puts a hyphen and he's like, here's a picture of Pulisic holding the World Cup in his hand, and like, <laughs> it's, that, that's how I feel about him, you know, he's so freaking good,
1: yeah, no, it's I mean, incredible. It's, I was telling him yesterday, asking him yesterday, have we ever had an American playing at this caliber overseas, him playing at Dortmund, I mean he's getting all that experience there and bringing it back to the US on our team that's huge cuz we've never we had Donovan doing it back in the day but we yeah, I mean had we've had
2: we've had Tim Howard and Donovan I forget where Dempsey played at in the BPL but I know they played for Everton which is like a sub-level upper tier BPL Barclays Premier League team but mm-hmm. this is the first one where I mean he's been he's scoring in the UEFA
0: semifinal games and playing big minutes for Dortmund I mean, we've had guys play at the highest level. Like you were saying, Howard at Everton, um, Dempsey at Tottenham and Fulham. Tottenham,
2: that's right. Okay.
0: Donovan, unfortunately, came back before he could really make an impact. But his loan spells at Everton were huge successes. And he could have, I, I think with him, he really just wanted to be here. He was not happy being there. And, you know, you can understand that. The guy's got a family now, and he's much happier. And But I think Pulisic is the first guy who's come up through... The, the youth system of his team. Dortmund got him early. And to see his development that way is so great. And um, I would say, like, he's now pushing maybe... If you'd ask me this last year, Fabian Johnson was the most talented U.S. player out it's there, so in my absolutely. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Pulisic easily, I think, is By taking form. that. Um, At 18 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, 18. man. I it remember, scares you, right?
2: Oh, my God. It's crazy. He had to admit... He... Um, there was one game I can't remember he played it was an international game last year where he was playing and then after the game he was going to prom, like he's still in freaking high school going to prom after he played the United States game. It is, I mean, you hear about the talent and the and the women's team because we have an unbelievable soccer system with women here and you know just our, all of our opportunities that were there kind of puts the U.S. ahead and the United States with men's as kind of I mean it's been here and there and you know it's been to to be quite honest it's been pretty average. But I think this is one of the first times where, you know, we're actually kind of being pretty serious with kind of with the guys we, the young guys we have in place. And I want to, I do also want to say, I think Jurgen Klinsmann has a lot to do with the development of these guys too, and getting these guys to all play together.
0: Well, and and so so we got we got Bruce Arena now mm-hmm. in 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 the U.S. coaching uh, place, and and he is I think doing. It, I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, Cause, I was either. Because because got a lot of flack for his stuff, and I think a little bit unfairly, he was kind of criticized. Because right. he started out well, and then last year the results were terrible. And Arena came in, but it seems like Arena has actually turned things around. Where uh, there was the real fears last year, the US might not even qualify for the World Cup. which would be a complete disaster until you know? last
2: night, basically.
0: Right. People <laughs> kind of just were like, "Okay, we're, we're we're good now." Mm-hmm. Um, and but I there's still a little bit that we need because you know we've got these few talented players who are like uber talented like Johnson Belisic Bobby Morris exactly these guys who've just come onto the scene and seem to be exploding but you still don't have that like entire team of guys there isn't 11 guys that I feel right. great about whereas when you look at the women's team you can just you can be confident that they're gonna steamroll the opposition, and anything less than that, let alone loss, is is a disappointment. Right. Whereas with the U.S., it's still like you know they're playing Mexico in a couple of days, and Up it's like Sunday, yeah. everyone's got like every single finger <laughs> crossed and toe crossed. You know, um,
2: we've never won a game in Mexico. I don't. I think we're o-one in like ten or something. I don't know right. if we've ever actually won a game in. I Aztec don't know State. the
0: record. I don't know the record. I feel like one of those settle results came there, but I'm not sure. Right. I have friends who love going to Estac by the way and traveling there to, to, to it is crazy it is just like a wild atmosphere and, um, but it, I mean this is the thing with the US team is that y- you go around the country and you know, I've watched US games in Chicago, in Kansas City uh, been in a bar in Seattle to watch one and you can, it's the same fashion everywhere, that's the thing that's the lovely thing with like international soccer is no matter where you go if you're with the fans of your team it's just the same passion. It's the yeah. same conversations. It's so good.
2: And it's, cool. start, and it's starting to get a little better, too, I think, with, I mean, American, American soccer right now still is every four years World Cup, you watch a little bit of uh, qualifying, qualifying yeah. games, maybe, and then yeah. that's about it. But I think with the MLS now really booming, there's been a lot more support for pu- teams like the United and that's kind of what that's kind of the reason to have the kind of dark clouds on here is to show like this is soccer's real deal now yeah. and not only on an international level but in the MLS as well.
0: Sure. You know Minnesota's the largest state for youth soccer in the country. Yeah. And that's—I mean—that blew my mind when I moved here. Yeah, I think, you think
1: of, like, you think a hockey state? Hockey, hockey. yeah. So state hockey of soccer, state, maybe.
0: State <laughs> of soccer, as well, news. bit of both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that—that's the beauty of the Twin Cities. You know, I, I work in college admissions, and you know, I gotta go and talk to people about Minnesota. And one of the things I always say is, every single major sport is represented here. Heck, we got an independent bo- baseball team that does really well mm-hmm. too. And it's—it's it's just wonderful being a sports fan here. Uh, so well represented Fantastic Absolutely um, So with the
1: back pocket We're a wildly average podcast You know we, ju- we try to do our best But we know We're just average podcasters So we finish with three questions Usually with every interview we have uh, We ask the guest An average quality of theirs What makes them average We ask uh, Who's the fam- who's the most famous person You've ever met Like a famous story Famous yeah. story Could oh, be soccer related Doesn't have to be And then the third question Would be just some, more, some advice for us <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with what <laughs> makes That's you average
0: kill what makes me average <laughs> yes. um, I would say it's it's my knowledge of sports guys I'm not gonna lie I know a lot about soccer but I have a huge hole like when you make me watch any other sports the Olympics whatever I'm gonna be that guy asking like a million questions I appreciate it so yeah. I'm not terrible I'm not going to like you know bag on a sport that I'm watching but I'm that guy who has a lot of questions I don't okay. know I, I have to like when my friends are all talking about football or hockey I, I know enough to like follow along but I don't know enough like to, to kind of add my own well
2: at least you can explain to them what offsides is in soccer right <laughs> yes and they can explain you what offsides is in hockey
0: have you guys seen the TV show The IT Crowd at all
2: I have
1: not no
0: there's an episode where this guy it's an English show where this guy has an app that tells him the like what happened in last night's soccer game? And it gives them these lines. Like, this was one, like, what a ludicrous display we had last night. What was Wenger doing sending Walkout on so early? And it's like, <laughs> and he just repeats that to every single person he meets who's talking about soccer. So, That's fun.
2: Yeah. Love it.
0: Um, most famous person, I'll give you a soccer story. I was at an airport once, and David Beckham walked by me. Okay. Uh, and then he walked into a Starbucks, and I, he had three bodyguards, so I couldn't even, like, you know, He had Bodyguards
2: at an airport?
0: Yeah, he had just I mean, three guys, big huge dudes, like with um earpieces, walking oh, on all sides God. of him and he's talking yeah. on the phone like quietly and Is uh, he as beautiful as I say he is? Did he smell good? I, I <laughs> see I think those bodyguards I was gonna go in for a nice smell, but <laughs> you no. Know, those those guys I took one look and I was like, eh yeah, nah, nah, But uh the man's hair is very nice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he just man's to fly sword. he had like probably got something done. But yep. uh and advice? I don't know, air conditioning? Yeah, that was, that's a great one. I am um, sweating.
1: Wow, yeah. It it's is a sauna uh, here. It's, the, it's crazy. The weather just flips on us. We had this heater complaining about how cold it was for X amount of days, and now we got this heat. Can't yeah. get it right. Yeah. So I mean, just
0: average. I have the same problem and when I record my thing, is I don't have any air conditioning there either, so, you know i guess every podcast it's a a mark of an average podcast is no air conditioning yes just
2: gotta deal with it yeah that's kind of something we soak up in uh you know as podcasters we have to adapt to that we have to adapt to our environments and uh podcasts it's our our fiduciary duties there you go sure absolutely well thank you notch for for coming on hey thanks for having me always love
0: spreading love about minnesota united and the dark clouds anytime Appreciate it. So next game that we could catch would be... June 21st, midweek game against the Portland Timbers. Awesome. Also, you
2: you heard it here first on the back
1: pocket. July is the month of soccer. Fantastic interview. Really appreciated interviewing Notch. He took his time out of his day to sit down with us. um, And definitely go to his podcast and listen to him. He's over 100 episodes, well more advanced than we are. The uh, podcast was we are talking soccer or something
2: just like talking soccer with two night fans and eat something like that yeah good and dude we, we alluded to it in the in the podcast right or we allude to it in the interview yeah so. he
1: plugs it in the interview
2: either way great guy had an absolute blast talking soccer very few people that you can talk soccer with on a daily basis but like we said soccer's a growing sport so we're we're just excited we'll probably have him on at a later time
1: just to see. Absolutely. Um, so trapping the puck absolutely. and moving on to the back end, we're going to start off with a segment that we hit early on. Maybe it was podcast one or two. I can't quite remember. But it was that Nat, Nat Geo article, Why Fainting Goats Really Collapse. And thinking back to that, I was like, well, what, a, what are real-life examples of fainting goats collapsing, like real human figures? Goats meaning greatest of all time. And I think we're looking at one right now at its, at its fainting point which would be LeBron. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're today is Friday, June
2: 9th, we're recording this. So, this is game 4 of the NBA Finals. We don't know what's going to happen. I would go ahead and assume uh the Warriors are going to do the or
1: do their more, fiduciary duty. Do
2: their duty and sweep the Cavs. Mm. And everyone's already freaking out and saying, you know, this is the passing of the torch between kept from LeBron James and Kevin Durant, and they're saying, like, the GOAT is no longer going to be LeBron, so this is all about the fainting GOAT and the collapsing GOAT of
1: LeBron James in these finals. It's so, absurd. I mean, I, I know our opinions are mean nothing, but the fact that someone would even think that KD is better than LeBron, I don't. he, not, he didn't really get any MVP votes. I mean, Russ and uh, James Harden had a way better the, the season. ball hogs. Yeah. So they're ball hogs. At least they... Fight for their team instead of like
2: moving to a team who has already had the best record in the NBA. Yeah. I just think, like, you can't, you gotta look at LeBron and what he's done and how much, like, how much he's done it himself, too. I mean, yeah, he started the whole super, th- super team thing with Dwayne and Dwayne, sorry, voice correct. Dwayne and
1: Dwayne the Dwayne
2: bathtub? and, uh, no, Dwayne White. I thought it was and Dwayne the bathtub. Chris, Chris Bosh, and. <laughs> Sky Heat, <laughs> Sky Heat, you know, on the Heat, but uh, you know it's it's just interesting because he's done. He's I mean he started the super the whole super team thing, but what really is shown is like he uh he's, he he's the most dominant player. Kevin Durant was great on the Oklahoma City Thunder, but he he just left for a better team, and he's kind of he's he's able to elevate his game because the people he's playing with are also. MVP candidates, also some of the best in the world, stuff like that. You know, it's it's Kevin or uh, LeBron James has a Kevin Durant who will give you you know eighteen and ten rebounds every night, and Kyrie Irving who's who will push the ball and he's he's great too. But it's nothing compared to what the Warriors Super Team is going on right now, and so that's why I think it's hard. It's hard to really compare and say Durant's the best. You know,
1: dude, I know, bro. I hate it. I just don't want to talk about it because it's been talked about so long. It's been I, talked
2: about way too much in social media. And I apologize, and I
1: just want to apologize to our marketing interns for having to sit through that two minutes. We have to touch on things like this. This is part of our due diligence, doing our fiduciary duty, Absolutely. covering topics like this. So if you just want to skip over the segment, Why Fainting Goats, go ahead. It's done now, but sorry for putting you through yeah. those two minutes. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, uh, I guess we're, uh, we still believe in LeBron. Yeah
2: for the most part.
1: I think that's the summary of that little segment. Yeah,
2: sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, on to the next segment, like we always do on the back end, is how we finish here. We got, um, what did we learn today? And, of course, we're going to finish with the feel-good story. Keeping our,
1: our listeners happy. Ended it on a positive note. So, what did we learn today, Andrew? Sure, yeah, I learned two things. i like to cover two things. Okay, I learned two things. Two? that's a lot. Yeah, so, um, one... Is, I mentioned earlier in these podcasts I have not have a job. Um, I learned that hard work and perseverance pays off, and I have three jobs. <laughs> I'm working part-time all across the board, but it's three jobs. I'm killing it. I'm, I'm just getting after it. What are your jobs? I'm working uh, in the student center on campus, uh, third floor, program resource room, trying to get some paper coming to me. Um, and then I'm working as a tour guide, got to promote St. Thomas because I just love this university so much. And the back pocket. And the back pocket because if I'm giving a tour guide, what better thing to talk about than I'm a podcaster. And then the third one is an internship at a uh, special teams football camp where I'm just helping promote the business, helping with the business side, you know, marketing, sales, operations, you know, just getting it after. Absolutely. So those are my three jobs. Uh, The other thing that I learned, this is very important, the washington Capitol has two temperatures when we record in the winter it is frigid and freezing we have this space heater that barely heats up the room but we have to turn it off prior to recording because the audio kill it get killed mm-hmm. and then it hits ends winter and, and transitions to summer right away this is a sun room for normal use so the sun's beating in this room and now it's wicked hot and the, we have a fan going on prior to the recording but again have to turn it off because it's Kills the audio. So this thing is never a good temperature, and I'm always either frigid or sweating. Yeah, and, you know, we just got to, as
2: podcasters, we absolutely have to adapt to our elements and have to figure out how we're going to get through and fight through adversity. Um, it's it's crazy. Obviously, we're, when you never want to be in a 10-degree room, and you never really want to be in a 90-degree room. But no. would you prefer to be in a 60-degree room? Yeah, maybe if you're at work and can afford... Uh, um uh A C. Oh, like an A C unit that has like a polite volume for when
1: recording is going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that has a has a, a noise rating that's less than what the uh microphone can pick up. Mm-hmm. Try and invent me something like that, huh? Yeah, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. What do you got? Come on, Steve. Elon Musk. What? Yeah, what do you got for what us? Are you doing so, with your life? Yeah, no, I mean that's great. I I love what you got what you bring to the table there, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's great. So that's what we learned today. Um transitioning to the feel good story i have an absolute hot one for us this week um so of those of our listeners who know this person his name is eric weimer you can follow him on instagram at Wimeshow at w-e-i-m-s-h-o-w he's a nice guy he's my new roommate uh at the house i'm living here in st paul um so Wimes, you know if, for the people who know him he's a great kid um, very, very nice and reserved. Um, likes to get a little crazy here and there, but you know nothing, nothing too out of out of the ordinary. I think he uh, represents, you know, a lot of the average qualities that we all have as marketing interns and as podcasters and everything at the, here at the back pocket. Um, but the feel-good story here for Wimes is is this: so Wimes used to work at Jersey Shore, or uh, no, not Jersey Shore, not on the Jersey Shore. He worked at Jersey Mike's.
1: Mm. Um, sub The place. Sub Place. Yeah. Very good subs, but a little overpriced, I'm, in I'm my all, opinion. Can I give my recommendation? Yeah, for, can yeah. you? The number eight uh, club, something like that, but get a, a giant Mike's Way mayo bacon.
2: Yeah, you always got to go Mike's Way. Wheat bread, too. Very good. Yeah, yeah, and but it's like $15, so just save up. Save your, save your money. Yeah. You go to Jersey Mike's. But when you're trying to get a $15 sub, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. So, uh, and they don't pay us for that advertisement either. So no, 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 yeah, that's unpaid advertisement. We got to come that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so... You know, Wimes worked at Jersey Mike's, and he walks in one day, and his boss is like, hey, can you uh, can you come over here? We got Can we just have a talk? And Wimes is like, yeah, sure. You know, Wimes, he doesn't know why he's getting talked to privately. He's kind of weirded out. And his boss goes, so I just don't think the future of uh, this company has you in it he says something along that you know classic minnesota passive aggressive of like instead you say instead of saying you're fired you just say oh the future your future with this company just isn't looking too good you know that's yeah. what he tells wives and why is like why am i getting fired for being a sub guy at jersey Mike's? and it turns out uh he worked with all girls who were uh, like about 18 to 20 and Wimes just didn't smile enough he wasn't he wasn't smiling enough. He wasn't so, happy. So he got fired for not smiling enough. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't, I'm i sure Wimes was happy, just yeah. a hard worker, mm-hmm. just wasn't smiling enough, and so he got fired for not being smiling. Now, you might think this is a feel-bad story. However, it takes a great turn. Um, Wimes, for this summer, has just got hired as an intern for Opus, or what's the name of the company? Optum. Optum. Cut that. Wimes, just got hired at Optum as an intern. So he started last week, and he's thriving. He's trying hard. He's doing great. He's, I'm sure he's smiling now. He learned yeah. his lesson. So, yeah, I mean, he he went from a fired at Jersey Mike's to working for one of the biggest uh, national
1: corporations in the world. So, sorry, Jersey Mike's, you're losing out on a now happy, positive dude. Yeah. So why don't everyone uh, turn that frown
2: upside down like our boy Wimes?